I'm just trying to decide on. I've had the the four door out there with the 37s, and I've done it twice out there, but I've never had a two door with kind of the smaller wheels, and so I'm really anxious to mix it up and do something different. But I got a ton of things to do, so I got one Jeep that's built out and ready to go, and then I got another one that I don't have, you know, onboard air. I don't have the slipstream oh storage, yeah. all the GMRS comms, and all those other normal things that uh, that you need for for a trip like that. So. Um, I'm working on it. We'll, we'll see. This Jeep Talk Show flagship episode is brought to you by Realtruck.com. With over 1 million plus parts and accessories for your Jeep, truck, and life. That's just a bold statement, uh, Bill. I mean, life. I just think that's so funny. <laughs> I got to ask them about that. Real Trucks Matchbox Gladiator built by Deutschef. I was just going to pretend I know how to pronounce that. Off-road recently hit the block at Barrett-Jackson. Stay tuned for the full report and the final hammer price. Oh, and big thanks to Real Truck for being an advertiser on the Jeep Talk Show. And be sure to support the vendors that support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. Go to Realtruck.com right now and look at all the items they have uh, the, for your Jeep and your, uh, well, everything they do for your Jeep and community. I'm Tony, and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, where we put the fun in off-road fun. So strap in, grab your favorite beverage, and get ready to laugh, learn, and have a damn good time. On tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about the locals hate you. Well, it's not feedback we like, but it's feedback. (laughs) In the Gladiator update, what's heavy for my Jeep and has been sitting in the garage for three months? I bet you know what this is, Bill. <laughs> Must have for, for your Jeep. And I guarantee you, this is going to be the cheapest thing you can ever buy that has Mopar on it. Mopar Wrangler Hardtop and Door Removal Kit. Yeah, it's just like the one that came with your Jeep, but you've already lost it. You know you have. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. Hi, I'm Bill, and I'm prepping two Jeeps for easter jeep safari oh really that's new i didn't know that uh, that you were taking both of them that's pretty cool well i'm not i'm trying i just haven't oh you don't which know which one, one you're gonna go in <laughs> no, i'm having to prep for prep both of them just in case so hopefully are you gonna be taking a poll or uh, is it is it something that you're just trying to decide on I'm just trying to decide on. I've had the the four door out there with the 37s, and I've done it twice out there, but I've never had a two door with kind of the smaller wheels, and so I'm really anxious to mix it up and do something different. But I got a ton of things to do, so I got one Jeep that's built out and ready to go, and then I got another one that I don't have, you know, onboard air. I don't have the slipstream oh storage, yeah. all the GMRS comms, and all those other normal things that uh, that you need for for a trip like that. So. Um, I'm working on it. We'll we'll see. <laughs> oh my God, it's it's a horrible life to have when you have more than one Jeep. Of course, uh, taking the taking the um the 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 392, you've already been you've already done EGS with the 392, so that's a simple choice to make. Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean it's it's built, it's ready to go, and I know that you know I really don't have to do much to it other than just the normal trip, you know, pre checks and whatnot. Whereas the other one. Like I said, I got RAM RAM mounts for GoPro camera cameras and all sorts of things. I got to go figure out that I just haven't done to the, the new one yet. So we'll see. It's a it's a good position to be in. I, I say. I mean, I know it's frustrating, but it's I think it's a good position to be oh, in. It's it's a ton of fun. So, so the I'm, people, I'm, 
the people that haven't been keeping up with it, tell them about your your newest Jeep. They probably know about the 392, or at least they know about it now since I mentioned it. But what's the uh, well, what's the newest Jeep you have? Uh, it's just a 2024 two-door Rubicon on there. So I think we talked a little bit about it the last time I was on. But, yeah, I mean, I've, I've done, you know, a few simple things to it, a little bit of a list of 35-inch tires and, uh, uh, you know, just a few things here and there. But nothing nothing crazy. It's my daily driver. So I'm trying not to go over the, the top with it. So. Mm-hmm. Well, you got the Armor Light flooring in there, which was a, a must-do thing for it, wasn't it? Yeah, I did the Armor Light flooring. I also did the... Um, since this one was kind of new, I did the, the bank's uh, oil filter uh, uh, that replaces the stock filter and kind of keeps the oil in the, the top in there. So did that right from the, the get-go there just to hopefully, you know, prolong the life of the, the engine there. So I plan to keep is that, it pretty long. Is that Baxter? Baxter Performance? Oh, Baxter. Baxter, you're right. Dude, there's, there's, the, the Kevin, Kevin is screaming Kevin, at the... I know. <laughs> He's screaming at the the video going, no, it's not Banks. That's exhaust. (laughs) We got you covered, Kevin. That's all right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to do uh, my first oil change with that. So we'll we'll see how that goes because it's kind of interesting with all the oil in the filter versus it draining down on there. I guess you hit it with the air compressor and hopefully we'll see how how clean or how messy that that process is but we'll we'll find out here soon did you did you watch the video over at northridge about the installation i don't remember if he actually blew the thing out but uh they have some really good videos at northridge yeah i saw that and uh yeah it was pretty easy to install i mean it was a little cringy there's a little tab on there you have to cut off uh that's that's not used on there but other than that, I mean, it was a pretty straightforward. Oh, on the the engine cover you're talking about that you had to cut. Yeah, that there's bit. like a tab on there that the engine cover goes on, but on the 2024s, they've eliminated that engine cover. So oh, really? It's not even used, but the tabs are still there. I've never understood those engine covers. That it, it to me, it was like something that made it look fancy. You know, like it's there's no engine in there. It's it's modern. Right. <laughs> it's just a plastic cover. Exactly. <laughs> But John Lee sure gets bent out of shape when they forget to put it back on. Oh, he's like, oh, they didn't put it back on, and my Jeep almost burned to the ground. And it it was, and it felt like it was off camera. <laughs> Sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> Poor John. All right. So, as a three ninety two, a Jeep Wrangler three ninety two owner, what is it? A twenty one or twenty two? What do you have? Uh, it's a twenty twenty two. 2022. So yep. as a as a 2022 uh, Jeep JLU 392 owner, uh, and you got it got one in right before they stopped making them. Uh, <laughs> this is what is uh, this is this was interesting to me when I I found this uh, this information today. Uh, so what's more than two 392s, and it's not a Grand Wagoneer. I know I know where you were going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> it has a Jeep badge on it. Yeah, it has a Jeep badge on it. So, uh, in the world of retro mods, uh, Ford Broncos uh, probably top the list. Oh, it probably Land Rovers. Uh, oh, hell, even Greg of Unofficial Use Only is is doing a a, a, a build of a a, a a a Land Rover right now. Uh, but yeah. uh, but what about Jeep? What about a Jeep Cherokee SJ? Uh. <laughs> Uh, more than two 392s so what would you expect the engine to be in in this this mod uh the, and of course you can see the uh you can see the picture here in our in our oh, yeah. uh, in our show notes yeah, it's gorgeous, uh, yeah. and you the listeners out there will have to uh, go to uh, our show notes for this episode uh, episode 390 uh flagship episode so you can see the picture of this it's a beautiful really nice looking jeep 
Well, it's at least the Hemi, but I'm going to guess it's like one of the uh, souped-up Hemis, like a Demon or, or something crazy. You would think so, and we'll get to the price here in a minute, but no, it has really? the original, I think it's the original, 360 5.9 liter V8, but it is fuel-injected now. It's no longer carbureted. Oh, wow. But 700 <laughs> horsepower? Okay. So this thing is, uh, oh. d- is it? Did it, does it say 30, no, 700? No. No, 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 no. Yeah, that, you, you might expect a modern 700 horsepower Hemi or even an LS swap. Uh, yeah. I, I hate LS swaps. Uh, but uh, no, the owner kept the 360 uh, in there. And uh, yeah, so the, this is pretty cool, though. We've had several people remind Josh and I when we were hating on the new Cherokee that there was a Cherokee before the XJ. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it still lies, but that's okay. Uh, the first generation Cherokee is more streamlined than either the Bronco or the Land Rover, and uh, it has colors of is that Bordox? Uh, I don't know. It, I hate it when they do things that are just aren't regular color names. It's kind of a maroon, maroon. yeah, maroon. metallic. It's uh, got dark gray, brown, and beige stripes, and says Golden Hawk tattooed on the sides. And uh, best, and of course, the best thing to do is just go to JeepTalkShow.com, episode 980, and see for yourself in the show notes. Uh, the 1980 Golden Hawk Cherokee SJ has an equally impressive interior. It's beautiful. I don't know. I don't know a lot about the SJs, but it has that uh, that prism effect kind of sticker stuff, like the Trans Ams did when the, the Trans Ams came yeah. out, like in '78. Which, which I don't remember uh, ever seeing that on a Jeep. So maybe that's, maybe that's uh, um, I don't know, 19, 1980. That's close to the Smokey and the Bandit days. Uh, which I, I hated that stuff when it was in the Trans Ams. Um, so you might expect the 700 horsepower Hemi I was just telling you about. But no, yeah. the 360, 5.9 liter, uh, fuel injected. So oh, the power plant. Has a sniper has a sniper kit on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think this thing is going to body injected, right? If it's the original motor or something. Yeah. I think this thing is probably just a regular, uh, but rebuilt uh, 360 yeah. that has the normal 175 or 195 horsepower. And I'm, and I'm surprised because of the price on this thing. But anyway, the power plant, the axles, the transfer case, and the transmission have all been rebuilt allowing the SJ to drive like new, and even a frame-off restoration allowed for new paint and rust protection to be applied, meaning the owner won't have to worry, the new owner won't have to worry about salt destroying their truck. It only has 2,000 miles on it since the complete rebuild, and can be yours for a a paltry sum of $195,000. At least that's the starting price. That sounds like a lot for something that was just rebuilt. Yeah. I mean, usually you're thinking for that cost, there'd be like new motor, new power, you know, new powertrain or something. I, you know, if again, I hate to mention Greg again, but if Greg was building this thing up, it would look great. I mean, it does look great, but it's going to have some stupid amount of horsepower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Engine. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't think all of this are like that, but the most recent ones have been very high horsepower uh, engines. Uh, but that also comes with a, a different transfer case, different transmission, right. different right. axles. Uh, yeah. So uh, I don't know, Bill. I don't know that this would be worth 195000 to me. Yeah. Yeah. It looks gorgeous. I mean, that color combination and the graphics on there and then the, the bronze wheels. I mean, that, man, that, that thing looks that thing looks gorgeous. It'd be a fun thing to show up at Easter Jeep Safari, wouldn't it? 
Oh yeah, for sure. Just do like some overlanding, like sleeping in the back and hitting the trails. I mean, a little big for some trails, but yeah, that'd be fun. I would think that uh, a uh, a nice lift because I don't think this thing has a lift on it. Maybe it does, but uh, the oh, tires right. the tires don't look like they're significantly large uh, for the for this build. Of course, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you it, it, it's kind of good whenever you have such an old uh, vehicle like that to keep it uh, looking a little a little bit factory anyway. I mean, certainly with the 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 stripes and the. Uh, uh, golden goose or whatever it was i said the <laughs> golden turkey on the side it's uh it, it, it it's nice it stands out that way i'm still not used to chrome on a jeep though those chrome bumpers i mean i know that's what they did back yeah. in the 80s but that's just not something that i i think is cool for a jeep yeah for sure that's the uh, first thing i do when i get a vehicle if there's any chrome on it it's gotta it's gotta go mm-hmm. um so i don't think they do chrome on anything or you know uh, that was funny uh, i still can't get used to those chrome um uh, door hinges on chuck's uh cj uh yeah. I, I i thought that was i thought maybe the, the prior owner had put those on there but I, I did a little research and that's the way they some of them came i, I just yeah that and what the chrome grills and some of them had the chrome grill in mm-hmm. front yeah. yeah well i can understand that i mean there was a certain significant uh portion of the population that that liked the chrome and of course i guess it was in the 50s the chrome got was a really big deal oh yeah yeah i don't know i, I think i'd really have the 392 for half the price Oh yeah, I'd, yeah i'd take yeah one 392 and then use the rest of the money just to go crazy so uh, I was talking to a guy the other day that's doing a rebuild on a Jeep. It's it's like a Jeep pickup. I don't, it's so old, I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> and uh, my question to him was, what are you going to do with this when you get done with it? And he mentioned taking it to a couple of shows, a couple of places, and, you know, for it to be seen. And it makes perfect sense. But then I was like, well, what are you going to do with it most of the time? Is it just going to shit, sit in the garage? Is it just going to collect dust? And he says, no, I'm planning on doing uh, daily driving it at least two times a week. And I thought, this is good. Now you have something that you can, I mean, there's nothing wrong. I mean, if you're Jay Leno and you got more money than God and you want to have uh, 50,000 vehicles uh, in your garage and you just want to walk around and, and quote uh, what who made it, uh, who took a shit in it, all those other fun uh, little things, more more power to you. But yeah. it's like, um, I mean, and he drives he drives some of them, I know, but I, I don't know that I could, I don't know, if I ever get rich, maybe I will do it and just not care about it sitting there. But I think these things need to be driven. Oh, I, I totally agree with you, right? Instead of just letting things just sit there stagnant and just rotting slowly, right? Like a slow, slow death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be fun to have. Uh, I had a, a buddy that uh, his uh, father-in-law uh, had one of these, and uh, it was, uh, and I remember, gosh, I must have been maybe 18 years old, 17, 18 years old, and even then I was like, oh man, that's a Jeep, that's really cool, and I said, but I, I wasn't familiar with that kind of design, this station wagon looking type thing. And uh, he told me what it was. It, he probably said a Cher- Cherokee. I just don't recall. And uh, but uh, the the gas mileage on it was like I don't know seven eight miles to the gallon. And oh, yeah. uh, and he, he he got rid of it. And I was just I thought it was a shame that he got rid of the Jeep. Even if you don't drive it uh, all the time, it would just be fun to have. And it was maroon. It was I think just like this one. Probably a couple of years earlier. Oh, I bet you it was a lot significantly earlier because he was a hand me down. So I bet you it was like a seventy five or something. Anyway, he got rid of it, and uh, as far as I know, he never had a, another Jeep again. So I guess some people are starting destined to be Jeep owners. Yeah, well, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty on a lot of vehicles, right? I mean, 
back in the day, we probably all, all have stories of vehicles that we sold that we didn't think too much of that now we're just kicking ourselves. Yeah, I always mention that when somebody talks about they sold their, their Cherokee or their Wrangler or their flat fender and stuff. I said, man, you just don't need to sell a Jeep because you're, you're always sorry when you do. Yep. All right. So I thought this was pretty funny. Uh, and uh, uh, I, don't th- I don't think that anybody meant anything really bad about it. Apparently, this is a, a common sticker that you can buy and uh, put on your vehicle because uh, I know it's not just for uh, Fort Myers Beach. Uh, there's a, a lot of touristy destinations that the locals uh, get sick of tourists. But there was a, uh, a post put up on a Facebook page. Uh, and what was that Facebook page? The Best of Fort, Mile, uh, Fort Myers Beach Facebook page. Uh, so it's a blue Jeep. A shout out to Steve. And uh, on the, the windshield, it says, the locals hate you. I had no idea what the reference was to the locals hate you. And then I, I watched the, the news story. And it has to do with the locals not liking tourists coming to uh, Fort Myers Beach. Well, I think that's common in a lot of places and you kind of laugh or you kind of you're like well wait a minute half you know a big part of your economy is around tourism right the very people that you're complaining about so i'm assuming the business owners and the the chamber of commerce are totally you know happy with with having the folks come in but maybe those that aren't benefiting that you know like having the beach all to themselves or whatever Mm -hmm. maybe they're the you know they're the ones that are that are complaining or maybe the people coming are you know, just acting like a fool and, and, you know, tearing up the place. And well, that's almost know. a guarantee because they're on yeah. vacation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So this, uh, this made a, a big deal where there was like uh, 300, uh, comments on the, the post on the Facebook page. And then it was eventually deleted and taken down, uh, when the local news uh, station, uh, TV news station, uh, reached out to the, the blue Jeep owner, uh, they declined an interview. They didn't want to be. Uh, they didn't want to be on camera. Uh, I don't know if you see this in the picture or not, uh, Bill. But there oh, are God. a bunch of ducks on that dash. Well, that tells you a lot, right there. So the the sticker uh, aimed at uh, Fort Myers Beach tourist may have something to do with the state of the area after the Cat 5 hurricane. And I apologize. I don't remember uh, all the, the, the storms that have hit Florida because there's been a lot in the last several years. But uh, this may be part of the reason why they, they're not really happy about the tourists being there uh, is because they're, they're still in a, a state of rebuilding. Uh, but, yeah. but like you said, the money and stuff, uh, how are they going to rebuild if you don't have income coming in? And right. the tourists are, are helping to pay for the rebuilds. I mean, them and the insurance companies, I'm sure. Yeah. So I thought it would be interesting that if uh, people showed up at uh, Easter Jeep Safari and there were local Jeep owners uh, driving around with uh, the locals hate you, how do you think that would go over? <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm just going to get one. Well, I'm going to call up Greg with Underground Graphics and yeah. have one the tourists hate you or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be f- pretty sad but uh, yeah i mean i don't think this is a, a big deal i just found it interesting uh i mean this is on the front windshield i mean if you really want people to read it it should be forward and backwards so people the tourists driving in front of you can read it clearly in the rear view <laughs> yeah um i couldn't help but uh, wonder if uh the 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 usa flagging uh grill insert 
uh, is uh, something from one of our past uh, past guests. But I mean, I know that uh, they're not the only ones that, that do these grill inserts. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's ducks. There's a USA grill insert. Uh, there's a, it's a, a factory bumper. Uh, I don't even think that's a I don't think that's a, a steel bumper. I think that's one of the plastic bumpers. Yeah. Factory plastic bumper. I don't see a bullet antenna on there. So. <laughs> yeah, fifty cal bullet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good. That's a good question. So, does your twenty twenty four have a uh, in the windshield antenna? It, it does in my crack windshield. Yep, absolutely. So, and that's why I can't get a replacement because the windshield's different for twenty twenty four. Yeah, I've had a windshield on back order with uh, the dealership since I think November, early November. That, uh, that, you know, that's futuristic. I remember my, uh, my 19, my first vehicle, my 1973 Pontiac Ventura had in the windshield antenna. And it was like, oh, yeah. Wow. It was really common back then, right? Yeah. And then they got away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's funny, though. I mean, it's already cracked. When did you crack it? Driving back and forth to work? I was driving to Houston. And then I guess a UPS truck decided to cut over two lanes onto the shoulder and kicked up all the rocks. Oh my goodness. All that, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, if you I'm get on the shoulder. Part. Yeah. So, but so. he probably got that text message out, uh, before he, uh, regained control. So it's, it's all, it's a win-win. Probably so. As long as, as long as somebody got their package on time. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this is a, an interesting thing and you have to ask yourself, uh, is this something that you would do? Are you in a tourist uh, destination and uh, with this uh, is this something you have on your your jeep uh they did interview another man uh, with another blue jeep and he had this same sticker on his but it was a small sticker they had on the back glass uh, it wasn't this uh, on the on the front windshield in these large uh letters i i would be interesting interested to know exactly what problem do you have with the uh the tourists coming into your uh, uh into your domain uh that, that i mean Something happened. Something has, must have happened that uh, upset this person. Doesn't look like the, the Jeep was damaged in the process, though. I mean, it sounds like, you know, you're just asking for trouble or help. Yes. I would probably go duck this Jeep or whatever with just, I hate you too or something. And then, you know, just, you know, screw with them on purpose or whatever. Well, they make ducks uh, shooting the finger, right? The little, uh, yeah, little, little rubber ducks. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Maybe uh, a, a, a special tourist hat or something that was on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I, I found it uh, found it interesting. Hopefully, you guys uh, did too. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. Well, I was running out of things to talk about for the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, so I decided to start working on the Motobuilt uh, Gladiator full skid system. <laughs> no, not really. I could always think about something to talk about uh, on such a great Jeep. Uh, but I have been delaying, mostly, most recently, uh, to get the Christmas tree down and put in the box and get that box back in the attic in the garage. Uh, but I decided I could put the belly skid of the Motobuilt skid system on the Christmas tree box and prep it and paint it right there. <laughs> Actually, it was probably easier getting on that, that big Christmas tree box than it would have been to uh, uh, get the uh, the sawhorses out there and try to balance one while I'm trying to... That, that oh, damn yeah. skid must be 100 pounds. I think somebody, oh, sure. I think somebody yeah. told me it was 80. I don't think that's 80 pounds. Oh. Uh, I mean, it is, it is really, really heavy. 
uh, that's it's great once you get it installed. You know, Bill, I was looking at the inst- uh, an installation video today, and there's four. I think this is right. There's four bolts that hold that thing onto the Gladiator. That's it. Yeah, uh, but you don't remove the the skids uh, or the 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 main skid that goes across there is still there. So everything that holds up the drive line is still factory. Yeah. So this thing is really meant just to uh, bolt onto the bottom and protect it, uh, protect the, everything on the bottom from being uh, struck or damaged. Uh, so it, it really doesn't need much. It's not like it's holding stuff up. It's just keeping all the bad stuff out. Is it reusing any of the existing bolts? But like, Because I know I went with the, the metal cloak belly skid, and so it had you pull out some of the gas tank skids, but you left the factory ga- gas tank skid on, but the new skid over that, and then you put new bolts in. Or I know, I think you reused those same bolts on the side of the gas tank skid, mm-hmm. and then it had its own additional bolts that kind of tied all the pieces together. It came with a huge uh, number of bolts and nuts and stuff. Uh, and I think there's even some weld-in uh, um, bongs that go in there that, in case you need them. So I don't know. I'll know more as I get it installed. But I was just uh, – because all I have prepped and ready to go is the belly pan right now. And uh, I was looking at it. And uh, in the, 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 I'm glad you mentioned the, the fuel tank. The fuel tank does not get dropped. You don't remove any of the, the bracing that holds the fuel tank up. That's one of the reasons why it's uh, the installation for this motorbuilt skid system is, is so simple. Is you remove a couple of things that go that protect the oil pan, uh, the engine, the oil pan, and the uh, the transmission transfer case, uh, and uh, those aren't big heavy items. And uh, the the cross main cross member is still there. Uh, so you don't actually have to support anything. You just take off these two pieces and then figure out a way to lift this hundred pound thing up in the air to (laughs) get the bolt started. (laughs) And I've done this before, so I'll figure it out. Uh, and then, uh, four bolts and you're done. Uh, I mean, and it'll be installed. And I think that is just so cool. The design on this is really neat. And once you have this installed, then the other three skids, the, you know, the one for the engine and the oil pan and the exhaust and uh, the the fuel tank, uh, just just bolt onto this main piece. And uh, it, it 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 literally, I think you could literally install this uh, in an hour. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because John and I did did uh, did mine. I think there were some brackets we had to remove some bolts from like the the engine mounts or something, and then there were some hangers that tied into that, and then. So that held up the front of the skid by the by the oil pan, and then there was like a middle section that had its own bolts, and then down the sides there there were bolts that attached to the to the frame on there. And I think, like I said, the the gas tank you didn't have to pull the whole you didn't have to drop the gas tank or anything. You just had to pull out a couple of those bolts and support it, and then put the skid on, and then put the bolts back in and bolt it up. But it was really like a two man job, like between the two of us, because. I think, like you said, it's it was supposed to be like 80 pounds, but it's just so awkward, and you're trying to get bolts in there, and you're well, under big. there. yeah. Trying not to drop it on your face, you know, while you're under there. So, you know, definitely having a, an, an extra set of hands is, is nice. Well, it's, um, always, thing, it's always nice having somebody to work with, too. I mean, just uh, another pair of eyes to understand something. They may be looking, see a little differently than you do. Yeah. I mean, that painting's going to be a lot of, going to be a lot of work, but... Uh, oh, God, it was. I mean, one of the reasons I went with the motor belt system because I, I didn't need to, to paint it but even so I, if I had bought this system I probably would have I don't know I, I'm a big fan of powder coating even if it's going to get 
scratched or, you know, it's going to be skid, but you can easily touch it up if you get the right right powder coating on there. But uh, oh, can you? How do you touch it up? I mean, without a, a, taking it off and putting it in I just hit it with like a wire brush, and then I usually get like a textured black for the skids. And oh, then they, okay. they, I'll go ahead with a wire brush just to clean it up and then hit it with some, you know, like satin black paint. And it doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, nobody sees it under right. the, the Jeep. But, you know, I put the, the metal cloak on there and you don't really see it because, you know, unless you're like under there. So I just I just left it gold on there. But you don't like I said, you don't really see it being under there. But that's one of the reasons I went with metal cloak is I just didn't want to deal with the. I mean, that would be an expensive powder coating job just due to the sheer size of it mm-hmm. and or the, the painting, you know, like you're doing, that's just, that's going to be a lot of, going to be a lot of work. So I'm just lazy, I guess that way. So. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, to each their own. And uh, the cool thing is, is that you can, uh, um, I guess you could leave it uh, just the zinc coating uh, being displayed. Couldn't you? Yeah. I mean, that's what I did. I think the only thing I powder coated was the, uh, the muffler skid. Cause that one you could see, and it was a lot of gold. It was, way a little little too much gold for for my taste like i said i'm not a fan of chrome and shiny gold stuff just isn't really my my thing so. mm-hmm. yeah apparently that stuff wears off over time i think uh greg henderson was was saying that was something about that um so it's probably good that you painted it or you got it powder coated you said so it's probably good that you got that yeah. powder coated yeah so uh, anyway, the uh, I, I spent the, the last couple of days, uh, and you know the the thing that confuses me is is that I've painted stuff before, but it didn't work out very well. Most recently on the Motorbuilt uh, bumpers that I bought, and I don't understand the I mean the front bumper I do understand because I didn't hit it with some sandpaper just to rough it up. I did clean it uh, with uh, I think I, I cleaned it with brake cleaner. And, uh, and then uh, I put the etching primer on it, and then I put the flat black on it. Uh, and I'm wondering if maybe I painted it too quickly. You know, like I didn't wait for everything to dry long enough. Uh, but that stuff flaked off pretty aggressively. Uh, and I was uh, I actually took a, uh, one of those little uh, hand, um, what do you call those little things? They got a little wheel, uh, sandpaper wheel. It's air-powered. Uh, yeah. And I had one of those. I mean, it's probably not the best thing for the job, but it was it was convenient. And anyway, I used that to clean up all the uh, all the peeling paint off of uh, the front bumper, and then repainted it. I think I primered it and painted it, and it's been holding up very well since. And uh, so I, I definitely took my time with the rear bumper, making sure that I sanded it, cleaned it with uh, again. I did brake cleaner, uh, sanded it, cleaned everything up, and uh, the right there where, where the uh, the license plate goes on the side, you know, where there's a, like that little ramp going up uh, yeah. to, to the front top of the bumper. Uh, on uh, the passenger side, I've lost about gosh, probably 12 inches of paint right there, and it's rusted. So uh, I'll probably since I'm I've got everything out there. Uh, and the paint and the primer and stuff, I'm probably going to clean that up and, and paint it. Uh, so it, it won't be a perfect situation as far as uh, resurfacing the entire bumper, but I'm just going to paint the area that's uh, exposed. But anyway, so I uh, this is a large piece of metal, this uh, the center skid, and I, uh, I sanded it, and uh, I used, uh, I saw online that uh, they re- recommended using paint thinner. I believe that's right. Uh, or was it mineral spirits? I'll have to go back and look. But anyway, uh, I, uh, I used the stuff that they recommended uh, online, some YouTube certified somebody or another, and then uh, sanded the whole damn thing. 
uh, with that little same little disc thing. And then um, I, uh, I cleaned it off again with the, the paint thinner. And then I wiped it down with a clean rag to see if I got, you know, if, it, if the rag was coming out pretty much clean. And it, it, it was. And I'm like, okay, this, this surface is good. It should be good to hold the paint. It's been roughed up. I put the, the etching primer on it. And then uh, I, I put two coats, making sure I, I waited a little bit longer than Mr. Excited because I want to get it painted in, on the Jeep. <laughs> so I got it painted, primered, and then I painted it, uh, got the black on there, got another coat of black on there. Uh, looks really, really good. Then I that was just that was just the underside. I mean, the part that is nobody sees that's facing the 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 under part of the Jeep. Right. So then I flipped it. That was fun. <laughs> and then I did the same thing again. So I finished up uh, this afternoon with uh, the second coat of the black, and it really looks nice. And I was telling my wife earlier that I I'm I'm really concerned about installing it because I don't want to mess up the paint. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame because it's a skid, right? Like, which I is stupid. I, you're gonna you're gonna see it like the first time you take it out wheeling. Yeah, you're gonna go out there and you're gonna see you're gonna see those marks on there. Like, but it's doing its job, right? Exactly. But, and, but I still don't want to mess up the paint. <laughs> yeah, no, so, I, I hear. Or it's a shame that you're gonna. There's parts that you're gonna paint that are gonna look awesome that no one's ever gonna see. Right. right, and if they do see it, they're probably getting ready to die, and they'll never, they'll never give you the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. One thing I noticed on those motorbuilt parts, because I've done a couple of those bumpers, is is when you get them because they don't exactly finish them off. There's like weld splatter, you know, on there, and this, and I think just some of the film from the, the manufacturing process for the the steel itself, right? So. When I was welding and cleaning it up, it, it's almost like there's a, a thin film or something on there from the manufacturing process. That oh, yeah. Really there, it's definitely very oily. You can feel it. Uh, yeah. But that sure. keeps it from, uh, from uh, what is it, flash rust? Yeah, exactly. So, so, so I yeah, understand it. You just really, gotta, really well. Yeah, yeah, but you just got to make sure you get that off there before you start painting it. But anyway, I, uh, I spent two days uh, doing this thing. I probably could have done it faster, but I was taking my time making sure the paint dried. Uh, it's done. Uh, I, I was thinking about putting, the, uh, putting it on this afternoon, uh, but I didn't get around to it. So uh, right now, it's, as it stands, I plan on uh, getting, uh, getting under there in the morning. And, of course, I have a brand new uh, half-inch uh, impact electric uh dewalt uh a tool that i can use to take that stuff off and uh and put the skid on there and then i think the next one i'm going to do because there's four four skids and all i think the next one i'm going to work on is the the one for the uh the oil pan and the engine that one that goes all the way up uh covers the the entire engine and the exhaust which i didn't think about that before mm-hmm. protecting your exhaust is 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 important too i mean if you if you want to not have tickets, we'll get getting back home as you're driving yeah. with an open exhaust. <laughs> so that was, that was one of the main drivers for, so I didn't have a belly skid on my, my older Jeep on the 392. You got all these ex, extra exhaust tubes mm-hmm. and the lowest hanging spot underneath the, the body there is, is, is the cross pipe for the, the right. exhaust on there. And it sticks down like, quite a ways down like substantially lower than you know like the three six or whatever so that was probably the biggest driver for for putting a a full belly skid on there was just you look up the cost of that exhaust i think that that stock muffler for that 392 is like two thousand dollars or whatever for the mopar one it's ridiculous do you know how much your your skid system uh how much how much it weighed uh i want to say like 160 somewhere around there 
So I don't know if this is uh, shipping weight that's on the site, but uh, the motor belt is 240 pounds. Oh. Uh, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, uh, I'm not overly concerned. I was mentioning it on the roundtable uh, uh, Wednesday about that, and uh, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to hook up the uh, the sway bar disconnects <laughs> based on what they were telling me. Uh, I, I should hook them up anyway. I just hadn't gotten around to it. It's it's a lot different. Uh, the, the driving the Gladiator without uh, the sway bar connected is is much different than doing it on the XJ. The XJ feels like a boat that you're uh, you know trying to make it go one way or another. I've gotten yeah. used to it. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I have disconnects that I can uh, hook up. I just I unhooked them because of an off-road event and, and just never hooked them back up. Uh, but, they're, but they're there, and it just takes a couple of minutes to do. So I, I need to do that one, too. Of course, I haven't driven the XJ since I got the Gladiator. Um, Did you get, like, the quick disconnects or something? So it's easier? Yeah, the JKS. I got the same, the, okay. the same disconnects yeah. on both vehicles, on the Gladiator and the, uh, the XJ. So they're, they're there. I don't have to hunt them. Uh, they're they're right there on the Jeep. All I have to do is just swing them down and hook them up. Got it. So anyway, um, the uh, hopefully this won't uh, flake off. I mean, if it flakes off in between uh, the bottom of the Jeep and the, the top of the, the skid, I won't see it. So, uh, and I, I don't think that, I mean, that, that metal is really thick. I don't think I'll ever have to worry about it rusting through. Uh, you know, 20, 25 years, maybe. Uh, so it'll be fine. Uh, and uh, like you, like you said, it's gonna the the skid system. It, it, if it's used for what it's intended, the paint's gonna come off, and I'll just hit it with uh, with paint. Actually, I thought about uh, painting the the inside, uh, the the part that faces the Jeep, uh, and then uh, just bolting it on, and then painting the <laughs> painting the bottom <laughs> under while I'm sitting there underneath, getting black paint all over me. <laughs> yeah, I can see it come out, and you're like. You're high as a kite or whatever. Oh man, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I had the garage door open and stuff, and I was still there was a lot of paint fumes. Well, the good thing is, is that if it doesn't work out, you can always go get it powder coated. So, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, from my understanding, I think it was actually Josh that told me about this: is that uh, not all powder coaters are equal. And if oh, you, for sure. And if you get yeah. somebody that does a, a really good job of powder coating, and then you don't have a lot of the issues that you that you get from these uh, these cheap powder coating uh, situations. Yeah. And I, you could even go get things repowder coated. So, like when I moved my rock sliders from my 2018 to my 2022, you know, they were doing their job, but the metal was fine, you know. But you know, they took several hits, and I just took it to the powder coat. They, they, you know, they media blast it and, and cleaned it all up and recoded it and they look brand new which mm -hmm. i think i bought those during covid they were 400 bucks and the same ace sliders were like 1200 dollars or something you know like post covid or whatever so i was like oh i'm just gonna pay the the 300 to get them repowder coated that was gonna be my next question because I, I i was thinking powder coating it can't be cheap not 300 bucks i mean that's not that's, that's cheaper than the 1200 bucks that I think I spent $45 for paint. <laughs> yeah, but the powder coating just it, it's just so much thicker and it just holds up. No, so it looks better. it looks nicer. It definitely looks more professional and uh and it for sliders I can see how that, you know, cuz that's something you can see really good. Oh, I think you know this. I'm going to be going to Underground Graphics to get a, a Jeep Talk Show sticker to go on that belly pan. So, if I, if I go up on a 
a rock or something oh, that there'll God. be a Jeep talk show sticker right there. And also too, as it gets uh, as it gets rocks going across it, it's gonna get all torn up. I think it'd just be fun to have that yeah. on there. <laughs> you can get it like up on three wheels or something. Yeah, yeah. You never can tell. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you're on your side. <laughs> Broken tail light. <laughs> All right, Bill, I know that you were in on the uh, the Zoom meeting where you guys were watching the Barrett-Jackson uh, auction, uh, the Mystery Science uh, uh, Theater 3000 type thing where you guys were talking and having uh, making comments about the various vehicles. Did you guys happen, uh, do you remember happening, uh, happening to see the Matchbox uh, uh, Black Rubicon Gladiator uh, on, the, on the auction block? I missed that one. I think I missed the first night that they were doing that, but that was a lot of fun. Just it's like a bunch of guys watching TV together and just making <laughs> comments. It was, it was a lot of fun just kind of hanging out. So it's like the campfire side chat with uh, with a big screen TV. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, certainly our spouses don't understand. Like, well, what are you doing? Yeah, we you don't talk TV. to anybody. Why are you on this you're, meeting you're talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> so the Barrett Jackson uh, to auction uh, custom 2023 Jeep Gladiator Rubicon 4x4 life size version of the Mattel Real Truck toy to benefit building homes for heroes uh, was uh, was really cool. That's why I was asking you if you may have noticed this uh, this uh, this Gladiator. So it was built by uh, uh, Deutsch uh, Off Road in Chandler, Arizona. Uh, the striking black 2023 Jeep Gladiator Rubicon lot, and it, it's over, so you guys can't bid. But anyway, I'll tell you, lot number 3002, uh, build is a life-size replica of the Mattel Matchbox 99-cent toy car uh, for uh, overlanders and car enthusiasts. I hate that they put car in there. It's not a car, damn it. All right, it's a Jeep. <laughs> Transitioning from the 164th scale to the one to one and you know as a one to one scale gladiator you can sit in it you can play with the steering wheel you can do all kinds of crap that you can't do with the model i mean i guess you can you just need a shrink ray uh so generate generosity like this makes it possible for us to continue uh to support injured veterans and first responders added building homes uh for homes are for heroes founder and president andy what do you think that is pujoa pujol pujol I don't know. Is that Spanish? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so he says, uh, we are thankful for the Retruck, uh, Real Truck and Barrett-Jackson partnership, which will uplift the lives of those who have sacrificed so much for our country. I love this aspect of not only yeah. Real Truck, but anybody that, uh, that helps out our veterans. So yeah. $325,000 is wow. what this, this Gladiator went for. Uh, to benefit building homes for the heroes, which included fifty thousand dollars donated by um, was it Marzi, and additional twenty five thousand dollars from Barrett Jackson President Steve Davis. So I don't know if that means it's four hundred thousand dollars because it says included, but I'm hoping it's four hundred thousand total because three twenty five, fifty, and twenty five. I'm guessing that's what it is because yeah. it's a nice round number. Yeah. yeah. So this is really cool. Uh, they they sold this to help build homes for heroes, and uh, it's it's just another thing that Realtruck.com uh, does. Uh, they not only sell stuff for your Jeep and also to a bunch of other vehicles. Uh, and uh, if you go over there to Realtruck.com, you go and look at the companies that are all part of Realtruck.com. I think you will be shocked, as I was. There's so many great names uh, that are there uh, that uh, that are owned by Realtruck. And it just means that uh, you can have 
get more for your buck uh, going and visiting the, the one website, realtruck.com. So uh, a big big shout out to realtruck.com for not only being a, uh, an advertiser here for the show, but also to helping our heroes and uh, just being a cool, but this being part of a really cool thing. I mean, the Barrett Jackson thing is just, it's just fun to watch, but even more so whenever you're uh, watching it with friends. So, and this is another reason why uh, you guys need to consider joining our uh, Discord server so you can get in on this stuff. That's yeah, right. absolutely. That's where all this stuff was uh, was created, wasn't it? Was uh, I mean, you guys talked about it on the uh, uh, the Discord, and then uh, John uh, started up the, the the Zoom meeting and did all the rest of the crap. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. I was surprised we didn't do a, a King of the Hammers. You know, I was wondering about that. But uh, I think a lot of stuff was happening earlier in the the day. So yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah, really this was. is awesome. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And you guys talked about autonomous driving vehicles. And uh, I can't wait for them. I look forward to the day. Uh, I, I can get out and get some shopping done while the car is waiting in line at Taco <laughs> Bell for me. Well, that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that I really made a bad investment. Yeah, I invested in the submarine industry. Yeah, it really took a dive. That was a bad joke. Yes, uh, it was. I think I could do better. Let's turn to page <laughs> 184 so. in the Nikki G really big book of really bad jokes. <laughs> I thought I saw a spider on my laptop, but it turned out it was just a bug. <laughs> that one wasn't better. All right, boys and girls. <laughs> catch you later and have a good one. Bye. I, I don't know. Self-criticism seems to save time for me, Bill. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> gotta see his little notebook or whatever about things that just he's writing down like ideas. Oh man, he's got a million of them. Uh, I, 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 I still my, one of my favorites was the whale songs where he's <laughs> he's making the whale song noise like a what was it up periscope? That was a, that was a funny movie. Oh I, yeah, I still will still uh, stop and watch the the up periscope thing if I see it on. It's just too it's just too funny. It's such junior high. Uh, a comedy <laughs> but you know like i keep telling people men never grew up you just learn how to act right <laughs> yeah <laughs> not yeah. all the time but most of the time you learn how to act right <laughs> hey coming up on our next uh, interview episode we're going to be talking with uh, dennis from terraflex and it was just a really fun interview with dennis did you get to meet to get to meet dennis when you were out at egs 2024 bill you know i'm sorry 2023 super- yeah, he was super, super busy. Like, I mean, he was all over the place. So I, I didn't get a chance to, to talk to him, but I did get to stop by the booth. And I am a big fan of of, uh, of the TerraFlex shocks or whatever. And I, I joke because they were giving out T-shirts. I was like, oh, I got my free T-shirt for help, helping sell multiple pairs. Oh, you really you know, did, too. TerraFlex yeah. shocks. And so, it wasn't like a hard sell. You just, you just talked about what they do. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, I've had people, they just, they ride with me or... Like, you know, you're going on the trail and, and you just, you can go a lot faster, you know, just because it just, it rides so much nicer than, you know, some of the, the stock shocks or whatever. So they kind of sell themselves when, when, you know, people either ride with you or they trail ride with you and they kind of see just how they do. And, you know, I mean, they're, they're great. And it's really funny because uh, in the, the, the first interview that uh, I did with Dennis, I remember, and I, I'm probably going to get the shock name wrong, so I'm sorry, uh, Fox Shocks. But I, I want to say that they reached out to Fox Shocks about making shocks for them. And they went, yeah. they said, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> we don't have time for this. So they, so Terra Flex said, fine, we'll make our own damn shocks. And now look at what they've done. Uh, they, they really have some nice shocks. Uh, and uh, we, we do a bit of talking about that uh, on, the, on this interview episode. And remember, interview episodes are every Friday. So I used, I used them. Here's an interesting use case. When we were out at EJS last year, I don't know if you remember, I had to go drive to Grand Junction because I forgot like my CPAP mask or something. That's right. And there was like this crazy windstorm, like crazy crosswinds. Like it was nuts, like being out there kind of in the desert there. And I was just getting blown all, all over the place. And I pulled over and I firmed those shocks up instead of going soft like you do for the trail. I went the other direction, firmed them up, and it made a huge difference just in terms of, you know, riding in that wind it just it stiffened everything up so it was a lot scary i mean it, it was still kind of a, a harrowing experience but you know i was like oh there's another use case for you know going the other direction for you know driving down the road so mm-hmm. really really good shock so do you have their adjustable um oh crap what is the the shock steering on the front stabilizer. yeah steering, steering stabilizer. stabilizer yeah so i actually a funny story there so i had a 2018 and I, I told him, I was like, there's something wrong with the steering stabilizer. I was having, like, everything's tight. The suspension's tight. It's a brand-new suspension. And I was getting a little bit of, you know, like, bump steer in there. And I was like, I really shouldn't be really shouldn't be doing that. And uh, so I took it in, and, and they kind of told me I was crazy. So I was like, screw it. I'm going <laughs> to buy an aftermarket steering stabilizer. Because I did have 35s on it. I put on there, but it was like the, the Mopar Mopar wheels with the 30. It was their same setup that you could go buy on a, on a stock stock Jeep. And so uh, I ended up buying the Falcon and it just made a world of difference just in terms of like really being able to kind of tune that, that steering suspension and, and feel on there. Like I could tell if I forget to move it from the soft setting, like I can feel the difference on there and I, Oh, I, I forgot to go flip it back or whatever. But you know, later on, they end up having a, a recall on that steering stabilizer on there. So they call me up for the, hey, you need, you know, you need to bring it in so we can change that steering stabilizer. I was like, well, I don't, I threw away your crappy, broke, you know, defective steering stabilizer. And they wouldn't take it off. They wouldn't take it off my vehicle. So every time I would go in, they kept saying, oh, we need to go do this, this recall on your vehicle. I was like, I don't have that. You're, you're, you're <laughs> shot. I've already like, fixed it. it off. Yeah. I've already <laughs> fixed it. Just take it off. And, and it's, it was still there up until the point I sold it. So, but yeah, I, I, I really love their, uh, their, their, so I actually use a lot of their, like their bump stops and um, some of their relocation brackets. And I mean, even just some of their, their, um, the, the tire carrier on the back there, like they have a really nice, tire carrier, the alpha tire, tire carrier mm-hmm. ended up that reinforces with like the bigger hinges and it's adjustable and it really kind of pushes the tire up against the, the tailgate there. So it's not sticking out like a, like your stock one or a lot of the other ones. So it's, they make a lot of really good products. Yeah. Uh, sadly, I think I'm going to have to spend the two grand to get those, uh, those shocks with the reservoirs and all that crap that you, you're t- you were just talking about. And uh, the steering stabilizer as well. Uh, I, I just I love the the idea of adjustability, where you can make yeah. adjustments and make changes to uh, to how your how your rig uh, goes down the road. Yeah, on, on on and off trail. Yeah, it's it's so cool just getting on the road. And you're like, you know what? Maybe a little you know pull over, tighten, tune this, tweak that. It's it's a lot of fun. You just get your vehicle di- dialed in to the ride how you know how you want it. So. 
Very good. So uh, that's our coming up in our next interview. And uh, also to this week in your must-have uh, stuff for your Jeep, uh, I, I was really surprised by this. Uh, now, if you have a, a JL, JLU, uh, I don't know if these came with the JKs or not. Maybe. Uh, it certainly came with uh, the Gladiator. Uh, it is a Mopar Jeep Wrangler hard top and door removal kit. Uh, it, I thought it was a really neat thing for them, for, for Jeep to do. But if you've lost yours, or worse, you loaned it to somebody and you don't have any idea, they don't have any idea where it went to. You know, maybe it was at Moab and it's down a, a rock crack someplace. Uh, mm-hmm. You can buy a new one for $26.40. And, you know, you can, you can, you have tools already, I know. So why buy this? Uh, because it says Jeep on it. It's. <laughs> It has yeah. the specific things that you need to take the top off, take the doors off. Uh, I, I don't know. I think most people never and put the bolts. The down too. Yeah. 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 I, I think most people don't put the bolts back on the doors uh, once they've taken them off. I didn't on the Gladiator. I've only had the doors off once, but I didn't put the bolts back on it. The nuts, I should say. I didn't put the nuts back on it. Um, so I bet you're the type of individual that d- does put the nuts back on it. Well, I do. And if you do like the half doors, those doors are so light that you can actually like lift them up off the hinges accidentally just like grabbing the door handles so yeah interesting uh but uh yeah so uh, but th- this makes a nice easy way of uh, getting those uh, those nuts off and if you keep it in your jeep uh you always have the right tools to do these things and you're always going to be off someplace going oh i wish i i had this that or the other now you get this you got it it's only uh, 26 dollars and 40 cents at amazon and uh it's uh yeah it's just a really cool thing to have and like i said chances are you've pr- probably lost yours so uh yeah. you can just uh, check the notes for jeep talk show at jeep talk show.com for episode 980 uh, to get the link to amazon for this product and i'm not gonna lie i i hijacked the one from my 2018 when i sold it so i have an extra an extra so the yeah. new owner uh needs one of these is what you're saying <laughs> Yeah. So they got the link. Go to Amazon.com and order one. I've been looking and I've been looking. I couldn't find the thing. I was sure it was some here, but no, it's uh, it was uh, taken. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, the, what is it? Is uh, all sales are final uh, as is. So that was as was. Yep. You know, it's always a little sad when we hit the end of the trail, but there's always another trail ride just down the road. Jeep Talk Show uh, has four episodes a week, Tuesday through Friday. Subscribe and never miss an episode. Oh, oh, and think about uh, keeping us on the air by subscribing to our Patreon. You can just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out all the ways to contact us, how to become a Patreon subscriber, how to join the Discord uh, server and uh, have a lot of fun chatting. Uh, and uh, how to join our roundtable that we record every Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Oh, and we're on YouTube, so make sure you check us out on YouTube. Go over there and uh, watch some of the videos. Uh, We'd love to have some criticism on that about what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Uh, But uh, we're doing a lot of it, whatever it is, right or wrong. (laughs) Bill, thanks for being here with us tonight, and uh, I really appreciate you subbing in uh, here on our uh, Flagship 2 episodes. And I think this is a great idea, having... uh, 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 rotating um, uh, 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 guest hosts uh, because you never can tell what you're going to hear from uh, from a new person uh, or uh, what your experience is uh, just a little different than uh, everybody else's. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was telling John Lee you need to you need to get him on. He's a, a wealth of really interesting knowledge. 
John John Lee needs to get a microphone. <laughs> I, I have one. I told him he could borrow. Oh, there you go. Okay, well, I'll have to I'll have to put, uh, pester him about it then. <laughs> yeah, All right, man. Have a great night. Thanks a lot. All right. Broadcasting since 2010.